Rock the Ripple. Rock the Ripple. The Rock the Ripple Podcast with Narita McInnes. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rock the Ripple podcast. I'm your host, Narita McInnes. It is so awesome to be here with you as always. And before we get into today's guest, who I know is going to be so awesome to chat with, I just wanted to let you know that the doors to the Frequency Shift Mastermind are now open. The early bird is now open. So if you're keen to kick off on the 9th of January and get a whole heap of shit done, that is the technical term, um, check out the link in the description and we'll check it all out and you can sign up and we can make magic happen together. But enough about that because I want to dive into today's episode with a very special guest. He is an astrologist, a Reiki healer, an energy healer, a past life regressionist. He is the founder of Astro awakening he is luke belk hey luke <laughs> hey Narita. thanks so much for having me great uh, introduction thank you thank you <laughs> yeah, i might have to pinch that <laughs> yeah do it do it <laughs> oh look i'm just so excited that you're here thanks for coming on i i heard you in an interview with nathan francis a little while back and uh loved a little chat there and then i've been following you and uh listening to lots of your little bits and pieces um you are an astrologist with uh lots of um, insights and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know. I think we'll just start off with uh, where, I mean, what got you into astrology and uh, maybe a bit more about you for people who don't know who you are. Yeah, sure. So um, for most of my life, I was just like most people going along with what we're told about the world, conditioned into our belief systems through the education and mainstream media and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I was a pest controller, I had a pest control business and a wife, three kids, house, uh, cars, holidays, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, and in 2014, I had, uh, a friend send me a nine 11 conspiracy video. And then in 2015, I did a year off alcohol. So the combination of that, I call my spiritual awakening gateway drug was a 9-11 conspiracy video. But then the year off alcohol was a year of just like clarity and insight. And I was like going down every rabbit hole. And through that process, um, I came to astrology and beyond what we're told about astrology in the newspapers and magazines and the horoscopes and the, the dailies, I sort of got into birth chart and the fact that I even had a birth chart. And it came at a time in my life where I was asking questions and I was pushing back against what I'd been conditioned to believe about this world, myself, reality, spirituality, life, death, all those things. And it spoke to me. It just, it was like for the first time, it was like, wow, this, how is it that this can understand me in this way? Like, I just was like blown away. And initially I was pretty pissed because I was like, well, why haven't I come across this? Why haven't I been shown this? Why aren't we taught this? This is useful information. Um, so that was like the key indicator in that year. And then I sought out a, um, a professional astrologer and I got a reading and then I said to her, well, I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn, you know, I want to learn more about it. So she tutored me, um, and then got my foundations in astrology. And then I, I went off and self-taught and read books and did meditations and cast charts and, um, yeah, just dove myself into it. Fast forward, that was 2015, fast forward to, 2018 um i went through a dark night of the soul in 2016 um very down depression it was basically like the whole reality i'd created for myself was based on the identity or the person i was being and i didn't want to be that character anymore 
So when I decided to change who I was at the core, all of that life had to sort of, you know, go through that transformation. So that led me to a really dark place in 2016. I had a bit of a depressive break. I also, that was triggered by, I broke my back with an accident at home, chopping down a tree, got um, spinal cord damage, but um, broke three of my transverse processes on my L1, 2 and 3 on my spine. Um, and that caused me, that was the catalyst to selling my pest control business. And then I made some transitions and then my marriage broke down. And then fast forward, I was living in Queensland and I moved 2017, 18 to Victoria to co-parent with my um, ex-wife. And then in 20, at the end of 2018, I started transitioning completely over and I started professionally reading um, astrology for people. And then 2019 was a huge growth year and then 2020 came along. <laughs> and because I went through what I went through in 2014, 15, 16, by the time 2020 came along, I was sort of like really, I was aware of what was happening and how it was happening and what was going on. And I also had a really good foundation in astrology. So I was looking at the cosmic clock. I was like, oh, okay, it's time for something pretty profound um, I remember I did a live event on uh, the end of 2019 and I said to people like you have to take radical transformation for 2020 and it's going to require like huge responsibility on your own part like you're gonna have to take responsibility for all aspects of your life your choices all those types of things didn't pick it was going to be a pandemic but I was like it's going to be pretty massive and then we hit 2020 and um, yeah it was you know chaotic but um, for me personally it was like growth huge exponential growth because um people wanted answers and they were looking for answers and they were going what the hell's going on in the world and i didn't provide the answers but i provided a key for them to help find their answers for them and um yeah so i my client base my following everything just sort of exponentially grew in 2020 and um in that year i also became a past life regressionist so i did my training and certification and started doing regression therapy um 2016 I, I got my um, Reiki traineeship or whatever you want to call that mastership um through that process and yeah I incorporate astrology and regression therapy and Reiki healing in what I offer to my clients and my core clients are people that are going through awakening of consciousness and there's not one awakening there's just layers of awakening and awakening can get like a bit of a, a bad sort of you know term because you know, it can be misused into think, oh, you're you're woke or whatever, and it's mm -hmm. not that. It's just like what happens is you you expand your level of awareness and your consciousness expands, and then as it does, you are then seeing more reality for the way it is for the first time, and then you start to question the reality you'd created prior to that level of awareness, and you have to go through some pretty profound changes. So I guide people through that process so that they can integrate those shifts in their awareness into changes in their life. Um, and I know what it's like because, you know, I had a marriage come down through that process. It was like I built that life being the person I thought I had to be based mm. on conditioning to yeah. realizing I can be whoever the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and that was huge. And and throughout that whole thing, like for me, my own astrology charts, my blueprint, right? So it helps me just, you know, it's like a it's like boys on a on a on a journey that just sort of keep you, you know, within your sort of like, yeah, this is it's all good. I know this is happening, that's happening. I'm peeling back layers, I'm understanding myself more deeply in my patterns, um, and stuff like that. So 
I utilize that as a tool to help people. It's not like astrology is the only thing. It's like a big, profound tool to sort of help guide people back to what? To their true self, mm. you know? So, yeah. So that's a little bit of me in a nutshell. Yeah, that's awesome. I, that's awesome. I remember um, hearing you talk about your awakening story in 9-11. That's very similar to me. That was the thing that um, got me sort of the catalyst back back in the day and then sort of did life and then yeah you just go down so many different rabbit holes don't you and then the heyday of YouTube and you just like when nothing censored there's just everything was on the table <laughs> to have a look at um yeah. so yeah I can definitely relate to that and then uh, bringing in all the different modalities and um, spiritual tools and different things to help you discover more of who you are uh, and what you're doing is bringing people back to um, their true self which is removing the layers and like you said it's not like one awakening moment like it's just you think you if you think you've got it then you're stuffed because <laughs> there's just layers and layers isn't there <laughs> absolutely totally yeah. and and I just want to make a little bit of a like you know symbolic connection to 9-11 mm. if we look at what that event did it created an awakening of the mind of the masses and that was the twin towers mm -hmm. right? so that's the symbol for gemini yes yeah gemini is the twins and gemini in astrology rules the mind so it was like what i look at it if we look at that point in history that was where they sort of brought down the towers it was like up until that point mind control on the masses was like you know it was so embedded that most people didn't question their mind control mm. post 9-11 we think about things that we used to believe pre 9-11 we're like how the hell did we ever think that we believe it because we were conditioned so it's like they brought down those towers it was like the collapsing of that whole epoch and era of mind control over the masses and then I, I've met so many people over the years that post 9-11 their awakening journey began and some at 9-11, some in 20, um, I think, 2011, uh, 12. 11-12, yeah, because yeah. that was Fukushima. Yeah. So that was another big event that caused another conscious awakening. Um, in 2014, 15, for me, Flat Earth was a huge pinnacle point of my transition. And mm -hmm. that came through. It was like, whoa, this is another level of like, whoa, can you question the shape of the Earth? Like, fuck that's embedded that's embedded. everything yeah that's right, right that's so embedded into our conditioning so that was a huge leap and then covid right that was like a mass awakening because it was like what the fuck is going on what 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 is happening you know so a lot of people got red pilled with covid but mm -hmm. if you look from 9-11 on it was like the masses just continue to continue to wake up yeah. so there were people awake there's always been people in culture and society awake and a lot of you know, um, creatives and artists and musicians and that have been throughout the ages mm. and they've tried to embed the knowledge in their art and their music and their songwriting and stuff like that. And we realize it's not a great song. And now you sort of listen to those people from those eras and you think, oh, wow, they were fully fucking awake back then. Yeah. 
but you know it's like the first rule of being awake is you don't talk about being awake in because everyone that's not is like you're crazy <laughs> you, yeah exactly you have to put it through art right so it's interesting that like that you look at that from a very sort of expanded objective perspective and see like the whole transition and then you think oh well they brought down the twin towers it's like oh yeah that was the collapsing of this sort of mass mind control not to say that they're still trying to do that and it still happens to a degree but it's not as effective as it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always always think about um, in Back to the Future where they have you ever seen how they did the the twin towers with Doc and um, and then they, he comes back and there's only one tower. The scene with yeah. So it's just like it's all there for us to um, check out um, and just yeah. yeah. And it's so cool as well because we have different understandings at different times. So when we go back and revisit something like the layer that we see, we're just like wow so like like you said with songs as well that has so much more meaning to it and it just it blows your mind and you know there's just infinite infinite ideas and realities as well so we're never going to get bored if we love to explore and I think you are like that I'm like that so you know we'll always have something else to unravel don't you think oh absolutely absolutely there's always layers to pull back layers to pull back you know, I think at some point, maybe potentially we reach enlightenment, whether it's in this life or many, many more in the future, who knows? And maybe at that point, it's like, you know, you realization of your, you are everything and nothing all at once sort of thing. And, but along the journey to get there, it's going to be, it's a, it's a wild ride. And the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always say that too. It's so true, isn't it? You just, hundred percent. Uh, I listen to different people talking. I'm like, oh, I had never even thought of that. I'm like, okay, there's another thing that I've got to explore. And then you just allow for stuff. Like, I think you probably were like me as well. Like just so thirsty for knowledge in that time where you're just diving down every rabbit hole. You've got 48 million tabs open on your computer and you're wanting to learn everything all at once, aren't you? And then you just kind of get to a place of like, okay, balance now, like, and then you can, and it's, but it's cool because you need to go through that to be able to sort of like then allow for all the new and all that sort of stuff to come through. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember when I was going through the thick of it, I was still working pest control, I had my own business and stuff, but like on jobs and throughout the day, I had an earpiece coming through my shirt out here into here. And I was a fucking podcast just playing all the time. Yeah. astrology and numerology and symbolism and occult stuff and magic and all sorts of shit i was just like listening just <laughs> go to bed at night with a podcast in my ear wake up in the morning oh there's another podcast come out oh listen to that and just like so thirsty yeah, so, yeah i have i don't do that as much anymore um no. i'm you know as i don't you know there are certain things that i go oh that's interesting and i'll go and look off into it but mostly it's like yeah it's all fucking rigged yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah absolutely yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So, okay. So to someone who might not know much about astrology, right? And they know of astrology and they might, you know, they might, maybe they think, oh, it's the thing in the paper, whatever. Like astrology 101, how would you basically describe maybe how someone can, um, how their birth chart is formed or just, you know, something to give them a bit of a foundation to go, oh, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah, for sure. So there's no real easy way to answer that, but think of it like this. For thousands and thousands of years, our ancestors in pre-civilizations, um, um, and we were probably incarnated in those times, you know, mm. our souls probably lived in those periods, as I found out through a lot of regression therapy work, you know. But, um, what, what you know, 
what they did was they observed natural phenomena taking place on Earth. And it takes place in cycles and themes and, and different phases of, you know, reality. So even nature itself, we have the seasons and things. So what they did is they observed the phenomena and then correlated it to positions of motions of the stars above. Um, so then what they did was they went, right, when this sort of phenomena is happening on the earth, it expresses energetically like this. And that is most represented by what symbol, can, what, the ram right? The ram is a good symbol for that because it's headstrong. You know, they lead with their head, their head first, they'll butt you. They're like, like, they're really like a very dominant, impulsive pushing of their will animal. So then they look at that part of the sky, which happens that every time the sun's moving that part of the sky, you know, reality expresses this ram-like quality. So then they superimpose that up into the sky on the fixed constellations, right? And that's Aries. That's Aries, the ram. So the question is, is it is the stars causing it or is it the clock? And it just helps us understand the cyclical nature of reality. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's more the latter and it's more about just consciousness is unfolding to certain patterns and cycles. And it so happens that the movement emotions of the stars fall into that same pattern and cycle. So if you understand that, then you can understand this. Now, the other thing is, if you then wanted to, if you know, through that, you understood how consciousness works, the descent of the soul into matter, the ascension of the spirit out of matter back into soul, right? Like this process of coming down and going up, right? So then you work that out and they had mystery schools and, you know, sages and prophets of the past that worked this out by watching and correlating and doing all this sort of work. How do you then um, like capture that and then embed that or place that somewhere as knowledge to be passed on. Well, everything here in the material realm is at its final resting place of matter. So it, it's going to go through the process of death and decay and regeneration. So even something carved in stone eventually is going to erode away. So they carved it into the sky because the sky doesn't change. Mm. The stars don't change. They're in constant motion. But the stars we look at are the same stars that our ancestors of the first people ever that foot, stepped foot on earth looked at the same sky. Mm. So that's where the, the, the sky law or the knowledge is embedded. And it's the knowledge of the self, right? It's the knowledge of who we are. So for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years, that's what was used to understand life on earth. Enter, you know, um, probably about 500 years ago, and uh, I think it was maybe Newton and um, Galileo and Copernicus and people like that. And you had this sort of shifting away into material science view. And then you had astronomy and astrology splitting. And then you had the invent of like medicines and all those types of things. And we sort of diverged a little bit over the last 500 of years away from that. And then a culture and a reality sprung out of this whole sort of separate section of it, which is what we call life now, right? And the way in which we're, the systems that we live within, the um, the Babylonian system, Roman system, the, uh, the Westminster system of governance, all of those things, they're sort of moved over here and cut us off from that stuff, you know? So astrology is the, is the reconnection back to that through understanding yourself and what's going on in the sky above you. 
And we are the microcosm and that's the macrocosm. So that's the big picture. We're the small picture in miniature of that. So when you understand that, you're actually understanding yourself. You're understanding who you are at the core and you're understanding how reality and nature works. So that's that's a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> is that making sense to you? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I just think because uh, you, you never know where people are at when they're tuning in and, um, you know, to get an understanding of, um, astrology in a nutshell like I know it's really hard to do it's like saying what's going on in the world in a nutshell you're like uh where do I start but um yeah no that was really good thank you <laughs> the other thing is like for your own birth chart how is a birth chart created well it's a snapshot of that sky at the moment of your birth yeah so your birth chart, everything you... is in in the sky at that time at the very minute you were born Exactly. So all out of that comes your star sign. So depending on the date of year, um, what date you were born depends on where the sun was and where the sun was in a particular zodiacal sign, then that you're that sign. For me, I'm a Virgo. So the sun was in Virgo in August. So that's me. I'm a Virgo. But what astrology does is it expands on that and says, well, where was the moon? Where was Venus? Where was Mercury? Where was Mars? Because these all represent different aspects of yourself and your characteristics, your functions and your personality and all those types of things. And they were also in different parts of the sky. So then when we have the time of birth, we know exactly where everything was. Then we, it's almost like you came into the physical body. So this, the soul united with the physical, and then you took the breath of life, which is the spirit entering and animating this physical life form. And that's you, your soul, body, and spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And at the moment that that union happened with the Trinity all coming together was when you went and took your first breath of life. You know, it's also the time when the biggest hit of DMT happens through, you know, the spirit molecule, and that's connecting you all into everything now is connected, your aura, your higher self, your physical self, your soul self, your spiritual self, all unions at that moment of birth. Mm. So it's a pretty significant point. So if we capture the sky at that point, it's like, it's the blueprint of this energetic, you know, creation, which is what you are. Mm. But then that if understanding that you're understanding yourself and just as the sky never stops moving even though your birth chart is static because it's that time when you were born um, the sky continues to do its thing the moon goes around changes phases the sun moves through the zodiac every year you go through life experience and you make different choices and have different experiences and you, you respond and you grow and develop and evolve so too does the sky so therefore so does your birth chart so what the birth chart captures is potential mm -hmm. and then life experience will release that potential. And what I say is that the less self-aware person is probably more fate governed by their chart than the more self-aware person because the self-aware person can understand, oh, I've got a transit coming up to this and it's going to, this is the potential for it. So I'm going to adjust my behavior, my choices or what I'm doing to respond. So I create different karmic pathways rather than the fatalistic type. Well, that's just going to happen. It's going to happen that way. Mm. So it's like a combination of fate and free will. Um, you know, we have free will, but we also are governed by the fate of like exactly like this. Like you just say, oh, well, fate doesn't exist yet. But when it's spring, it's spring. We can't deny it. it's not winter, it's spring because the mm. seasons, the star, the sun moving through that zodiac sign is telling us it's spring now. So it's like, what is that? Is that not fate? It's fate. Mm -hmm. It's fatalistic. It's like it's, that's, that's going to preconceived idea that this period of time is going to be like spring. So the stars just help us understand that time. That makes mm. sense. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think 
Um, it's so true about the self-awareness. And I think that's with any kind of healing modality. And uh, the more we know ourselves, the more that we can expand and operate and walk in this life and realize what's going on, whether it's astrology helping us or whether it's another tool, numerology, whatever it might be, but it's also powerful. And like I like how you explained that as well, saying sort of, um, you know, we have the seasons, uh, but it's our free will, how we operate within those um, seasons, isn't it? Hundred percent, and like we go through seasons in our life. Think about if you look, reflect on your life. There'll be seasons that you've gone through that you can be like, "Wow, that was a winter." Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sucked. You know, that period of my life was shit. I really struggled. I fell down. I carried a lot of burden. I wasn't myself. I was a bit lost. I was in the dark. Yeah, well, you're in your winter. And then there are other times when you go, "Wow, that was like a really peak time. I felt good. Everything was happening. It was all flows. Like, well, oh, that was just summer." So we go through these cycles. What astrology does is just takes it a little bit further and understands it a little bit more deeply. Mm. And because it's there, it's the timeless sort of, you know, cosmic clock. And by understanding that, you're understanding yourself. And I think that self-awareness or self-knowledge is the only true knowledge, mm. right? And know thyself. That's a, like a lot of the sages, prophets, and, and uh you know, um, uh, mystery sort of people of past, that was their biggest thing was like, know thyself, mm. right? Know thyself. Absolutely. You know? So what I've found in my own spiritual awakening and my journey and all of that is that the best tool for self-discovery from my perspective is, is astrology. Mm. And, you know, our ancestors of the past knew that too. That's why it was utilized that's why it's still utilized this system that we live within now which is a system of living and it's an, like if you think about the way we structure our week and work and all of the system it's an idea someone's idea they've created this idea well its blueprint is the you know like all of the days of the week relate to the um, main seven planets so if that system is is created or the blueprint of that system is actually the cosmos. But then within that system, they say to you, astrology is woo-woo. You don't need to look into that. And you get the generic horoscopes and magazines. It's like, yeah, they don't want you knowing what, how this system works. Mm. So they, within that system, they sort of, they ostracize or outcast or ridicule astrology because they know that that's the key to unlocking that, that system. You know what I mean? Governance system. So it's like, oh, it's clever. But mm. when we're in that system and we wake up and we find our key and we unlock our, our true self, then we can decide, well, do we operate within that system or do I create a new system for myself? Mm. My personal example of that is pre-awakening and all this journey, I hated Sundays because of Mondays. Mm. I'd get anxiety on Sundays because I had to go to work on Monday. Yeah. And I, I, think I liked my job to a degree, but I fucking hated Sundays because it was like, oh, the dread of going to work on Monday. Monday's ruled by the moon, right? The moon, that's your emotions, mm. right? So you start your work week on the moon day. It's like, nah. So when the next day is Tuesday, that's Mars. Let's, I'm going to do it, right? Mars is let's go. So now I've created a life for myself within that system, but I don't work Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> well done. On Sunday, I feel good. On Monday, I get lots of stuff done, but it's not work. And then Tuesday, I'm ready for work. Mm. So I've recreated a new system for myself within that system in my own will and way. Mm. Whereas if you just go, no, no, you've got to go to work on Monday. 
you know, weekends are for, you know, get, having your time off. It's like, no, that's, that's what they want you to do. I'm like, I, I don't do that. I create my own, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Create your right. And that's it. We create our own reality. So what reality do you want to create? hundred percent. What reality? Yeah. And you're it's, right. It's, everything. Yeah. Go. I was just going to say, if you don't create your reality, someone's going to create it for you. And that's what they've done. They've mm. created this sort of idea mm. of reality, right? It's an idea. We're not supposed to come here and work. We're supposed to come here and be of service, mm. have unique skill sets, and gifts and qualities and strengths. And when we align to them, we're supposed to have passion and purpose and service orientated and for the betterment of mankind, not work your ass off fucking for a slave system and pay your taxes and be a good little thing. And here's a holiday every, you know, once a year for four weeks. Yeah, That's, that's an idea. That's someone else's idea. You know, yeah. it's clever, but yeah. fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. I used to always say that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we didn't come here just to get up, have breakfast, go to work come home, eat tea, watch TV, go to bed, you know, like on repeat, like that doesn't feel like a, a life. But, you know, where I guess part of the game is for us to awaken. And so it makes it all that more um, beautiful when we do as well, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, look, to a degree, that system provides comfort, mm. you know, and for the complacent person or the unaware person, that's comfort, that there's security in that. Mm. So, you know, there to a degree, it, it, like if you if you look at the root word of matrix, it's it sort of translates to womb. So if you think about the matrix being the system and matrix is like a web, right? It's just a system. Mm -hmm. It's a womb. And what are you doing in the womb? Well, you're an infant. So you need to be looked after. You need to be in place of security and comfort. And it provides that, but at the cost of what? Uh, your birth as a as a sovereign soul. <laughs> So if you if you stay within that comfort of that system, you're sacrificing your birth as a sovereign soul out of that system. You know, mm. so, um, you know that's illustrated nicely through the Matrix series, but also that's been what's happening over the last since, especially on mass since COVID. Mm. Uh, but that's the whole idea. It's like you wake up in that system out of that womb, and you realize, oh, that's there to keep me in that state. So I'm going to now separate myself from that and create my own reality. Mm. And you can operate within it, but you don't, you're not um, governed or restricted by it. Mm. As soon as you're stuck and dependent upon it, you're in that infantile unbirthed state. You're in the womb, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, you got to work, walk, be able to walk in two worlds. But perhaps like for some of us, and I'm, I'm sure you'd probably agree with this too, it, like everyone is exactly where they need to be and their soul's evolution, like there's no right or wrong and some people are supposed to be in that place and um, some people aren't. Like do you feel that as well? Yeah, absolutely. There's two parts to that. One is, yes, you're going to awaken when you're ready to. But two, what if that system is also systematically uh, inhibited that process which is what I feel like it, it has done mm. because it's gone too far yes. so yeah it, it could mean that potentially some people aren't able to awaken and it's not their necessary fault or it's not their right time it's just because they're so restricted by that system and it's conditioning yeah. you know especially with it with the mind and the way you think about the world and the worldview and you know the understanding of meaning and purpose that system sort of 
limits and restricts that in a way. So that is inhibiting to the natural organic process of awakening, mm. if you ask me. But at the same time, those that do break out of that conditioning and awaken are usually doing it at a time that their soul has, you know, said, hey, it's time to wake up now. Mm. A lot of the time that comes through adversity and challenge and difficulty, or it comes through some crisis. Yeah. And for me, that's what happened. It was a crisis because I got to a point in a life that I was living where from the outside looking in, it was like success. Mm. I wasn't happy. I was unfulfilled and I didn't know why. Mm. So that was enough of a catalyst for me to uh, ask questions and push, excuse me, push back um, mm. and go through that process. So yeah, think- awakening is not usually, it's not, hey, I, I woke up. It's like, fuck, oh, <laughs> I woke up. Yeah. <laughs> like in the Matrix, you know, when he comes out and he's like got all those things. What the fuck's going yeah. on? <laughs> like, what? I, was, I was plugged in. I was, what the fuck was plugged in? Yeah. It was a globe. What? <laughs> yeah. It's nuts, isn't it? It's nuts. Yeah. Uh, and I think like, because for me, like mine was like a real slow burn. So like I just had lots of seeds planted along the way in different things. And yeah. And, uh, and going back to what you're saying about astrology as well, and just um, being able to, um, you know, understand yourself at that level. I think nature as well is an awesome teacher in just the same way because of the seasons and you can just see how everything relates, can't you? Um, Absolutely. And yeah. that knowledge and understanding at a very fundamental level is within that. It's not taught within that system. Mm you know, that that information that's very powerful and potent and useful when it comes to understanding uh, nature, its cycles, consciousness, energy, metaphysics, like that's not fundamentally taught. So, you know, my one of my goals is to actually teach that to people um, mm-hmm. and especially to young people so that they get that at a younger age. Um, we're, we're moving into a transition of ages and you know, in, in the full embracing of the new age will be um, souls coming through fully awakened and then into awakened life from, from birth, not having to go through what we had to go through, which was fall into that matrix conditioning, that womb and stay stuck in there till adulthood <laughs> or to whatever point it was. For me, I was like 34 or 30, something like that before I woke up. Mm. So um you know and I see that now with people my clients and the the kids that they're birthing like and their awareness around things and their ability to sort of perceive some kids I've seen a lot of this which remembering their last lives Mm. yeah and also fully seeing you know beyond the veil of physical and being able to perceive spirit um and things like that it's like they're they're naturally turned on Mm. That's one of the coolest, like one of the rabbit holes I dived down with the kids remembering their past lives and I've read books on it and I just found that so fascinating, like to the point where, you know, the family would be like, you know, maybe the mum passed away at a certain point and um, like in the past life and they, she, the kid would say, I'll take you to the place and they went to the exact place where the thing was, there was a reported car accident, you know, just all those kind of things and once you hear those stories and uh, you just, I mean, you can't unhear them and it just makes so like, just, it's so expensive, isn't it? And just like, I don't know, I just find that fascinating. And that all the kids that I might say all, but a lot of the kids coming through just have that awareness and they just, like you said, they, they're seeing past the veil and their abilities are so switched on. So of course, 
you know, the next wave. Like it's exciting to be on the planet at this time, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we've got to nurture and cultivate that within them as well and not yeah. turn it off. And and unfortunately, the, the system and its educational system in particular, it it's, does turns off that out those those parts of the neural pathways it doesn't foster and nurture them mm. and it opens up other ones which are helpful and useful as well to have rationale and reason and logic and um, intellect mm-hmm. but i think the balance is required as well so i think that the education system needs a revolution in the sense that needs we need to be teaching uh, spirituality and metaphysics and elementals you know foundational stuff for base because you know kids can handle it um yeah. you know yeah absolutely um and if it's nurtured in the right way i think that we that's literally how you transform the world is mm. you do it through kids you know yeah i mean they're they're our biggest teachers they uh, you know they teach us so much when they come through and like, test us i'm sure all the parents out there are like yes and they test us as well <laughs> but you know that that's what they're there for and they they you know they don't have that conditioning on them um, at the young age and so you know I, maybe for us like we were supposed to go through that to to break through and um, see that so that we can really foster that um, even more so in the children coming through do you think that's part of it uh yes absolutely yep mm. yep and um yeah I think that like for if you think about like long term humanity in general is being kept in a state of like slumber conscious slumber for a long 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 time yeah. um, and just going through these sort of cyclical patterns of like you know um war <laughs> financial poverty you know all of that sort of stuff um and that has uh restricted most people's ability to break out and break free you were always outcast or ostracized and even like it wasn't that long ago whereas if you expressed anything contrary to the state belief system abilities or questioned it you were hung or burnt or buried like that's what they did Mm. so you know that doesn't happen anymore but there has been a lot of social persecution for a long time even our parents and their parents and all coming through war times Mm. and we've come into a period of like relative peace in the sense that we you know we've grown up quite peacefully um but we don't we don't have those restrictions or limitations anymore so we can start to break free and and you know step out and realize it doesn't have to always be that way we can choose a different way and then as we sort of this generation from x onwards um start to do that then we then lay the foundation for the kids to come through from a much younger age and experience a different reality and not be as you know uh conditioned or programmed or limited than what we were but it's not necessarily anyone's fault it's just that's just how the system has worked Mm. it's a clever clever thing it is a clever thing hacks goes off to them for (laughs) for what's been set up I think as well like when you were saying that um and I know you're a past life regressionist as well I think if people are feeling like um they can't speak out or um share their truth perhaps they were one of those people in uh, a past life where they did get um hung or um, tortured or just you know shunned in their community for speaking out and so even that because their logical mind might be like 
I don't get why I can't talk about this. And so I guess that's something else that you offer um, with what you do as well. That is, that's a fantastic point. And that is so on point as well in relation to a lot of fear that we carry in our life that's sort of on, um, it's irrational fear. Like, I don't know, like I haven't gotten experiences, but why I'm afraid to speak out or express or confront my partner or my boss or my parent. Mm. And you do past life work and you realize, oh, you were killed for doing that. Mm. Like you literally were killed for doing that thing. So now your soul is carrying an unconscious fear of death. So you go to speak out and you go, and your soul like, the, and because the body is the storehouse or the vehicle for the soul. So you feel that physically, Right. And there's no rational reason as, or logical reason or memory in this life as to why that would be the case, then usually it's a past life memory. Mm. And when we have past life experiences that have huge emotional impact, emotional experiences leave the biggest imprint on the soul. So whether they're heightened ones or whether they're like, uh, you know, vulnerable sort of traumatic ones, they leave the imprint and water um, is associated to memory so it's like when you freeze water and you can put into it certain frequencies and then the water will freeze that vibrational frequency um, so water and emotions or feelings are associated to memories and if you have an emotional response to a difficult or a challenge that's there's no reason for it it's a soul memory that's mm. the soul's like oh don't do that you're gonna die you're literally gonna die yeah. And I see a lot. So in a past life regression therapy, we go back and we resolve that and clear that, make peace with that. Sometimes I'll have people on the table when they're in the regression, having a full emotional release of that energy. And that can represent as shaking, mm-hmm. tears, crying, screaming. And they're in this. And so in that process, we we let that happen mm-hmm. because it's got to be released. The soul doesn't want to carry it anymore. It's got to be like, so that can be let go of. Um, and then we can communicate directly with the subconscious and the higher self through the subconscious and we can get a lot of insight and clarity as to how to clear that and let that go and let it be and what they need to do in this life to really overcome that Mm. and i've had clients that have had you know difficult challenging relationships in this life gone back into a past life cleared a real deep blockage come into this life and then finally left the toxic partner or abusive partner after like you know years and years and years they've had the courage to go you know what i don't have to be here anymore this path is done now and they can resolve that karmic sort of tie there and then and Mm. when they do they evolve onto different then pathways to have different experiences and don't have to repeat that pattern you know I've had some people that that pattern that cyclical pattern that's come from past life experience has been like through like 10 lifetimes so you imagine the similar experience happening in every lifetime they get into this lifetime and they're wondering why there's such a big unconscious block. It's like, yeah, because it's a repetitive pattern. It's been embedded over and over by the same type of experience. Maybe the scenario or the circumstances were different, but the symbol of the experience was exactly the same, you know, and here they are and they're like, uh, you know, I can't leave my job, but I hate it. It's like, yeah. Because, you know, like this pattern has played out and that's meant this for you. And every time that's happened, you've responded or this has happened as a result, which has caused this block. So it's Mm. phenomenal when you do that. And like when I do regression therapy, I'm just blown away by the experiences that people have. Like it's just like, whoa, 
And, you know, the skeptics are like, oh, you know, they're making it up and it's in your imagination. It's like, you, you can't make that up. You mm. can't sit there and make that up. It's impossible to just spontaneously make that type of experience up. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's phenomenal work. Yeah, it is. I've um, I've been I had sessions of quantum healing hypnosis technique as well. I don't know if you've had those as well. Um, that's, that's what I do. That's oh, the, it is that. Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah, because and that's the thing. I think people think, what's the point of looking at your past life? It's like you you don't look at it to stay there. You look at it to clear. And yes. I think and that's why when we do the work on ourselves, we're not just healing ourselves now. We're healing like generations, our ancestors, everything. And that's the power in doing that work. So if you're the person that's doing that work, hats off to you because you're, you're like the circuit breaker for that thing to continue generationally as well, aren't you? Absolutely. The Native Americans believe that when you heal that type of ancestral trauma, you heal seven generations back and seven generations into the future. Mm. That seven generations, they are resolved of that, carrying the burden of that difficulty or challenge or blockage and seven generations ahead don't have to experience that either so it's phenomenal work at the moment astrologically we've got saturn at zero degrees pisces so saturn rules karma and he also is the lord of death and time and he's moving through pisces which is the final sign of the zodiac so he'll be in pisces until 2025 and when he comes out of pisces he goes into aries with neptune and starts this whole big new Saturn cycle for another 30 years. When he's in Pisces, Pisces is the sign of endings and undoings Mm -hmm. and deals a lot with like forgiveness and letting go and overcoming. So Saturn now being zero degrees Pisces, um, it was, you know, it had retrograde back to that point, but now it's zero degrees Pisces. So we've got another two years, a little bit more than two years of Saturn in Pisces. Saturn is also work. And responsibility and karma in Pisces, it's the karma we're doing to like let go, to resolve, to overcome, to forgive, to have compassion. So it's a fantastic time, Saturn rules time, to do that type of like therapeutic work around, you know, whether it's in this life or other lifetimes. Like it's going to really serve you well when we move into 2025 and we have this rebirth energy coming through on many, many different levels you're going to not be carrying the burdens. You're not going to be carrying those blockages or those dysfunctional patterns because you did that work. Mm. So, you know, in that's not just regression therapy or, you know, spiritual healing and stuff like that. Like it's just facing the things, the challenges, the difficulties, not hiding from them, not trying to deny them or, you know, avoid them. It's like confronting them. Mm. And that type of work now is post, especially for a lot of people post-COVID, that's going to be the most beneficial work for them to be able to, because they've had their awakening, but they're still stuck in their crappy realities. Like, oh, and that can be where you get caught between two worlds. It's really challenging. Mm. So it's like, okay, what's holding you there? Oh, well, there's this, this, or it's that, or it's this fear, and it's that. So clear out. Like time to let that go. Focus mm. on that stuff. Time's going to pass anyway. It's how you utilize that time. And we're coming into 2025 and beyond where we're going to have massive, massive shifts on worldwide scales of the reality of the system, everything, but also of consciousness. So you don't want to, there's a, you know, a spiritual saying when you're doing this type of work, where if you, if you have an expanded awareness, but you have to stay stuck in the reality that created that, 
you get caught between two worlds mm. and that's like almost like spiritual purgatory it's hell mm. here you get it you know but he but for the life you live you're stuck yeah you know so usually my experience what keeps people stuck stagnant or stuck is some fear yeah definitely. and to overcome that it's like well where is the source of this fear where does this come from mm. and if we can understand it and we can see it and we realize that's why i'm afraid because i died you know in this scenario let's clear it Let's, let's resolve that so that you don't have to have that carry that fear at least you can then confront that fear with courage to know that just on the other side of it is rebirth into something brand new yeah you're, you're prepared to confront the fear of it and overcome it yeah, yeah. It, and it's about knowing what it is too like and sometimes like that's with the work I do with helping people reprogram their subconscious mind knowing it is one thing which is awesome because then you can identify it and then some of us have big ships to turn around so it's doing the work to reprogram use that repetition to to get yourself into that space and then once you're locked into that like it then you all go aren't you absolutely and when you do those embedded karmic patterns and stories you don't repeat them no yeah. yeah so you know if you trick yourself into thinking you overcome and you haven't really you've just sort okay. of avoided it and you or you've put, like what a lot bypass of people do it. is they bypass or they cut it and they just think that i just put that person and that experience way over there and i don't have to ever deal with them or see them again mm. yeah, but you haven't resolved that connection and that's that right. pattern so now you're going to be triggered by anything that's archetypal similar to that so anyone that comes in that reminds you of that experience or that person is going to trigger the hell out of you. And inadvertently what's going to happen because you're holding that and you've repressed it, you're going to attract those types of people anyway. Yeah. You know, you know, it's like, well, that's why it's happening because you're stuck back here. You've got to go back there now. Let that go. Yes. I call it transcendence. So mm. it's like, yeah, that was shit. That was hell. They did this and now that was all it transcendent. Mm. Oh, you've got to rise above it. Yeah. that's how you let that go it's like i'm above that now i get that mm. i understood i got the lesson i heard the teaching you know and it had to learn the hard way and it was hell but mm. i've overcome it and i've transcended it yeah. then you're ready to like not have to repeat it or inadvertently attract that experience in you know and how many people do that in their life they go from one shitty job to the next one crappy relationship to the next yeah. you know they constantly like with their diet and their health they're like can't break through and they end up relapsing back to how it was it's like yeah the, the pattern is linked somewhere you got to come back now mm. resolve that make peace with it you know yes. it's like we can't change the past but we can change the story we tell ourselves of it yes once you've done that work you're able to rewrite that story absolutely oh my gosh couldn't agree more and that's the thing like what you resist will persist so you know if you just try and squash something down and just forget about it and bypass it, it's like putting a trying to put a basketball in the ocean it's always going to pop back up again isn't it <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. and like from an energetic perspective as well when you um repress something because you were trying to avoid it that's what repression is i don't want to deal with that i'll yeah. just push it down and hide from it and i'll distract myself you know, mm. or, you know, avoid it completely. Energetically, your subconscious is holding that, whatever that energy, that emotion, that story or that pattern is. And your subconscious is your best ally and doesn't want you to be fucking crazy. So what it'll do is it'll bring an experience in that reinforces that story for you to live out. Yeah. Because it's like, hang on, you're this is who you are. 
This is mm-hmm. what you're telling me. This is who you are. So here's a reality that reinforces it. So we have this self-fulfilling prophecy that goes on and there's repeated patterns. And it's like, where is this charge coming from? You're holding it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's like you said with the basketball, you just, you're holding them onto it. You got to let that shit go. So mm. yeah. And there's varying levels and degrees and, and um, you know, intensities of that. For some people, it's it's easy to let that go. For other people, it's created, they've created an identity around it. And if they let that go, they have to let go of the idea of who they are. Yes. And that's where the ego comes in and says, oh, we can't do that. Because if I'm not that, who am I? I don't know. Everything in my life I've built around this idea of that happened to me and I'm the victim of it. And, blah, and it's like, oh, that's hard work to let that go. Yeah. Wow it's liberating and guess what you'll float back up yeah. <laughs> you know you, absolutely you can be a pest controller and an astrologer in one life yeah <laughs> you can be you're the walking proof absolutely yeah yeah that's awesome so all right so then um astrological wise because i had um i had questions and one of them was what what do you think is happening you, you did talk about it a bit um but what can people expect on a um on a planetary scale sort of in this next sort of 12 months and i know everyone's experiences will be different personally but maybe as a big picture type thing yeah what i think has been known by people in certain places for a long time is um a point in our future where you know there is a mass awakening So what I see at the moment is two things is the continue as people awaken, what happens is their reliance upon a system can like they pull away from it. So that system loses its power. And as that system loses power, the only way it knows how to regain it is to implement more fear and control. Mm. So you have in one sense, them trying to really create more fear and control to keep people dependent upon the system. But you have this sort of other side of it. People are like, you know what? I don't give a shit what they say and how they do it and what they're going to tell us is who we're supposed to be afraid of this week and what's going to happen next week. Fucking fuck all that. Mm. But that's going to continue, which tells me that that's that reality that they convince us is real, right? Is going to get more chaotic and more sort of like wild. And we've already got you know, conflict in a lot of places around the world and tensions brewing. And I think next year is going to be an escalation of that and like pop-up points, which will probably lead us towards some global conflict by the mid to end of next year. You know, and I say global conflict is like probably like another world war, right? So mm-hmm. that'll be presented to us as a reality. And our, ch- our challenge with that is to not allow that reality to determine our reality, mm-hmm. right? Yes, but it's happening. Yeah, but it, it is. But to the cow, it isn't, right? He's just eating grass in the paddock. So that doesn't exist. Yeah. That's all just being presented to us. So I think that's not, uh, you know, bypassing it. It's not sort of being incompassionate. It's actually saying, no, I'm choosing this as my reality. Mm. So through this chaotic change is an opportunity for you to really recreate your life and what really matters most to you, focus on those things, cultivate those things, good health and well-being, good community and connection, um, simple things, right? The more you can simplify your needs, desires, your wants through this next little period, the better you'll go. Mm-hmm. But we're moving consciously towards more expanded consciousness for everyone to experience. And as we get into 2025, 2026, 2027, 
all the three outer planets will be changing signs through that period of time. So the outer planets are unconscious expressions of reality and they deal with the unconscious, collective unconscious, the collective conscious mind, and also um, our sort of spiritual connections. So as they shift signs, we're going to shift completely with our awareness and, you know, conscious expansion, absolutely. So we've got to start integrating that future awareness now in the sense of like, what does that mean for me and my life and how I'm going to live? And I can't keep feeding the beast by giving it attention or buying into its reality or becoming dependent on it, you know, or needing something from it. I've got to actually take responsibility to be standing my own two feet. So what 2025, uh, 2024 represents is a period of like a lot of change to force you into like taking that aspect of your life seriously, right? Doing that work to go, you know what? I don't, I can shop more local. I got my friends, you know, I'm, I've got, I've gotten less debt. I'm not dependent on the system as much anymore. I've created a little side business where I've moved into an area where I've created my own stream of income. I'm growing my own food. I'm looking after my health and well-being. I'm cultivating my community and my friendships and those types of things and putting that energy and effort into that, regardless of what the system is telling us is what's happening in the world and what we should be afraid of next. Because that aspect is going to be there, but it's just, it's only there in the sense when you turn tune into it. So my my suggestion was don't tune into it, don't feed it, don't focus on it. Mm. It's there. And just because you decide to say that's not my reality doesn't mean you're incompassionate or you don't care about the struggles of the people. It's just saying, no, what we've got to do is create a new reality outside of that anyway. Um, yeah, so I feel like 2025, 2026, 2027, People that have become awakened over the last 20 years since 9-11, especially pre um, post-COVID as well, are going to be called into positions of leadership in their own world, in their own community, their own families, their own neighbourhoods to be the, the beacon of light for those that are really going to probably seek it mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, imagine the process of awakening is not a pleasant one. It's one of like, what the fuck? What? I, I thought that was real. It's not. What the, You know, so you you imagine that happening on mass mm. you know what i mean like people can be freaking out and also seeking answers and like they're going to need people to be solid to go hey that's all bullshit let yeah. that go you know so on on a big level it's like hold the light for those that seek it um and there'll be many that do so it's not about sort of calling shit out it's just integrating your awareness you know the integration of the changes in your awareness and how you see the world now is where you integrate that and and yeah things might need to change if you're in a toxic relationship or a shitty dead-end job or your health is really bad and you're doing like now's the time to really focus on those things and do what you need to do to change them Mm. you know um as we get into 2025 six and seven yeah i expect that the world is going to look um, in one sense, what wild and chaotic, but on another sense, like, oh, this is the 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 end of the end. <laughs> the beginning of the end was a while ago, but now we're going to get to the end of the end. Mm. And we got all, front row seats. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> absolutely. And what we have to do is just keep our goal and our vision long-term beyond that to the, the recreation of a new reality. Yeah. a new way to live, a new way to connect. And I feel like that, you know, we will have technology that incorporated into that, but um, different than the way it is at the moment. 
So yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the astrological dates for next year, the big ones, the uh, Valentine's Day, Mars Pluto conjunction. Mars Pluto tend to be very um, explosive energetically. Yeah. So in personal life, Mars Pluto and Valentine's Day, if you've got some really challenging relationship energy going on, that could be a real flare-up point. Pluto is like volcanic and Mars is like the, you know, the fire that ignites that just kaboom. And the next thing it's like, what the hell just happened? When Mars and Pluto squared each other just before the last eclipse, that was the bang, the conflict in the Middle East kicked off again. So they tend to be very dynamic and explosive. So in February on the on Valentine's Day, they come together in a conjunction mm. um, in Aquarius. So that could be a bit of a flare-up point. Um in July 16th, Uranus and Mars come together. Now, Uranus is upheaval and rebellious and sudden and unexpected. And Mars, again, is that trigger of a flashpoint. It adds the sort of like the, the spark to those types of things. So that's another period where in that sense, I'd be looking to like, you know, an unexpected blow up of some conflict somewhere to be going, whoa, you know, like these guys are at it now. You know, what the hell? Um, but that can be also utilized in personal life for great power to change something that's just needing to be changed. Uranus is liberator of energy. So when we're stuck stagnant or we've, you know, in a situation where it's just not working, that can be just boom, a, a shift away from that sudden and very like powerful. It also can be, um, where you have, the download or the the flash of insight or a change in your awareness and like you're just all of a sudden like illuminated you're like oh i get why i'm this is happening or that or i now i know not what i need to do mm. and then the martial energy of it is like you can put that into action like that can be not just like oh i get it it's like oh, i get it and i'm going to do something about it mm. uh, so those two dates next year are going to be pretty potent. We've also got the in in April, which is the second American Grand um, Eclipse or the Great American Eclipse mm -hmm. happening in April. So you know global tensions and the the, the political scene and um, the unrest over in the US is probably just going to continue to like you know intensify. Um, again, if you can't engage with that type of reality without impartiality or neutrality, without just being like oh, that's interesting, and letting it be, don't engage in it, be the cow and go and eat some grass and just keep simple life. If you're finding that when you tune into, you know, the conflict in the Middle East or the economic situation or global climate change stuff or whatever they're, they're utilising as a way to, you know, it, it administer fear and it's creating fear or it's creating instability or anxiety or unease or, you know, sadness, grief even, question whether that's healthy for you. Um, and I don't think that's probably going to be a good thing for you to sort of be like this as we go into next year, February, July, those periods in particular. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, there's lots unraveling, isn't there? There's lots to come, lots to come. It, it, it needs to. It mm. needs to. We, we, for too long, we've just been sort of complacent and stuck in this idea of this is how it is. And there's a better way to be and live. And, you know, there's a more, um, there's more ways to live here with equality and wealth for everyone, you know, not just the, the top echelons, you know? So. Yeah. 
Oh, mm. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I know I know we're going to be mindful of time, so I know you're going to um, jump off in a minute. So how can people find you? Where can they find you? And is there anything else on your heart that you want to share before we um, wrap up this awesome conversation, Luke? Yeah, so when you transition from one level of awareness to a new, there is a period in between where it's a little bit like what the hell? And you get a little ungrounded and potentially a little bit sometimes angry. I went through that phase, but also anxious and like, what the fuck? And a little fear orientated. So when you're transitioning and you're in that period, um, so you need some support, some guidance to help you go through from one phase to, to reassure you, hey, you, you're doing the right thing and you're going the right way and everything's going to be all right. But where you are now, you're probably going to experience a little bit of unease. Mm. So that's normal and natural. Don't fear that process and stay stuck in you know, your unhappiness, do something about that. Um, in that point there, that's where I work. I work in that gap for people. Yeah. So once they're over this side and they've really integrated and they're away, I'm, I'm like, yeah, and they'll come and do a reading once a year and we'll do some planning and stuff. And like, you know, and it's just like, fuck yeah, you, you're killing it. You're on your path, right? Go for it. But when you're transitioning, it's like, whoa. And, and I know personally that can be a period of time where, you tend to internalize a lot and you don't want to talk to people and you're worried about what they're going to think and who's, who can you talk to? And I'm going through all this stuff. And I, and I, I say, you got, you, you're not alone and, you know, reach out um, in that space. Astrology is, is a fantastic tool. Regression therapy. If we've got some things we need to really clear and overcome, um, I do energetic clearings and healings and Reiki energy work as well. Um, so that can be incorporated in that space. If you need to contact me, you can find me on my Instagram, Luke Belk, um, or my website, which is lukebelk.com. Um, and I have an event which is coming up on the 4th of December. It's 24 bucks. It's going to be a live online event, and it's going to be a month-by-month -month breakdown of 2024. Um, so I'm going to go through all the major cycles, and I'm also going to give you specific dates and birth dates of people that are most likely going to be personally impacted by the big alignments. So because they're happening at certain degrees of the Zodiac, we can go, okay, well, who's, who shares that birthday and what's that going to mean for them? So I'm going to break that down. So I give people a bit of a guide on our forecast for 2024. Um, so that's my next or my last event for this year. Awesome. Um, that sounds like fun for people. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. I, I'm pretty like straight shooter and I don't, you know, sugarcoat things. Um, I love music. So we'll do a bit of that. And it's also going to have a nice guided meditation at the end. I've chosen the fourth because there's a beautiful grand trine in the sky between Mars, Mercury and Jupiter. And that's in Earth, grand trine Earth. We're going to do a grounded medi um, manifestation meditation and it's going to be a guided journey. So we'll do that at the end of the session for everyone that's there so that'll be quite potent um and if you book the first 100 people the book are going to go into the draw to win a 2024 personal year ahead astrology reading oh awesome that's great and you'll rock out at the start with your music i'm guessing all the way through all the way start. through yeah yep. certain points we'll just have a little breakout like yeah let's let's do some dancing um i gotta be eclectic taste in music so yeah now we definitely get it pumping and make it fun for everyone yeah and um, how long's the event luke um, it's only got to go for about an hour. I say that maybe an hour and 15 minutes, something like that. So not too long for people. Um, mm. It'll be recorded too. So if you come along and you want to get access to it for like future, you can have it. Or if you can't make it to the live event, um, but you still want to come along, get a ticket, and then you'll get access to the recording. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. So we'll link that below as well so people can um, jump on that too. 
yeah cool on my homepage and my website it's there's a link straight to it so oh perfect yeah yeah, yeah. awesome Oh, look, it's been so cool to chat with you today. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's just, I'm sure that you, uh, I mean, you already are helping so many people in that transition period, but, you know, and for those that are already sort of walking that path, it's cool to be able to just jump in and go, hey, let's do some planning for the year, you know, all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, thank you for coming on. Thank you at home for watching and listening and being part of our Chinwag. Always appreciate you. If you love this episode or any episode, give it a like, a thumbs up, leave a review, subscribe, all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, but Luke, just seriously, thank you again for being on. It's just been, it's just been awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having me.